May the Lord set a guard on my lips and on your ears that the good news may be preached and heard. In the name of God, creating, recalling, and inspiring. Amen. Moses said, the Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet from among your own people. He did not say when. I point that out simply because we're looking for a new prophet, right? This is, this may be the fourth Sunday after Epiphany, but it's the first Sunday after Troy. And so we have to deal with that as an issue before we can get into much of anything else. A prophet like Moses is one who will stand between the Lord and the people, not as a barrier, but as an intermediary, an interpreter, the rod of discipline and the voice of encouragement. There are many people, many prophets in the history of Israel who fit this description. It fit the, ex- the expectations of Moses, the expectations of the Lord, the expectations of the people. And woe to those who rose up as prophets but did not say the right thing. In Jesus, we Christians see a realization of this prophecy of Moses. For Jesus taught with power and authority, like Mark tells us. And this would be a perfect time to get into wrestling with demons and stuff, but I'm not going there. As I said, it's the first Sunday after um, Troy's departure from Trinity Cathedral. And not to pick at a fresh scab, but our, pro- our progress depends on starting to move on. For your personal grief, I can give you a little encouragement from um, Mevlana Jala, from Rumi. I can usually say that okay. Rumi wrote this tiny little poem. I called through your door. The mystics are gathering in the street. Come out. Leave me alone. I'm sick. I don't care if you're dead. Jesus is here and he's looking for someone to resurrect. So, be resurrected. (laughs) Don't deny your grief, but be strong in your sorrow. In community, we will take our strength from one another and our call. We stand at the threshold of something unknown, the who, the what, the where, the why, the when, of the next Dean of Trinity. And all, all these are mysteries to us. Anything can happen. But if Moses is right, the Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet, a priest, a teacher, and a friend. So relax and enjoy the journey. It's an opportunity for us to live and work our own ministries and the good of this congregation of the cathedral. Your personal ministries must emerge and grow. No time for slacking. This in-between time is a weird kind of time, though. It's not like the time we use every day. In everyday time, our watches or our phones orient us not just to the year, the month, the day, the date, and the time, but even to the second. We're accustomed to working in that kind of time. It lets us plan, and we love plans, you know? The larger the task, the more likely it is that someone has figured out the best way to do it and placed each step of that process on a chart or a calendar so we can all progress towards this common goal. The Greeks had a name for this progress of time, chronos. 
And while they may not have had the equipment to parse time to the second, they could mark very well events or persons to a place, a day, an era, and a name. It's orderly and useful time. However rudimentary the timekeeping, it is orderly. It can be passed down through generations. The problem with Kronos is that it's only accurate up to the present moment. Because you know, stuff happens. The Greeks had another kind of time. We have it too, we just don't have a name for it. This kind of time is no less absolute, but more fluid. They called it kairos. It is the meaning of time, if you will, the right time, the time when things merge into a particular result. Kairos is no less specific than Kronos. We just don't always see it coming. And it doesn't always do what we expect. True for Jesus, teaching in the synagogue. True for us, searching for new leadership. Kairos tells me that our next dean is already in the making, being raised up by God and prepared for our surprise, delight, and challenge. So that's one thing we can take off our list, because God's got this. Kairos tells me that we too are in the making, preparing for the new vistas of ministry. We too will have become something new at the end of this search process. If you've been here a while, keep at it. You know what to do. This is your first day. Find your friends, find your place, and you'll be an old timer by the time the new dean gets here. I want to give you an example of Kairos and Kronos in action. Since this is my first sermon with you here, you don't know me well, and you'll have to know this about me sooner or later, so we might as well get it over with. At age 14, I was a nerdy church kid, and this was in a time before the word nerd really meant what it means now. I was in the choir, I was an acolyte, anything they'd let me do at church, I did. And I'd even started studying the Bible, though I wasn't very good at it. I was more than knee-deep in Christianity and my Episcopal Church. At the last weekend in January, 55 years ago, 1968, it was the weekend North Koreans seized the USS Pueblo. That's a Kairos moment right there. Our youth choir sang as part of a weekend conference at a Silomar on the California coast of or the Carmel Coast of California. Beautiful place, very dramatic, ocean, wind, waves. It was a storming, stormy weekend as well, more drama. I'd heard a call to conversion that Friday night and figured, okay, let's see. I went out into the dunes where you can't go anymore because you have to stay on the boardwalk. And I said a prayer of belief into the spitting rain and gave my life to Jesus. This is pretty evangelical for an Episcopalian, but that's how it went down. Jesus answered me, you already did, get in out of the rain. <laughs> and this is the voice of Jesus I hear ever since. It has an edge. It's a bit like Moses' staff keeping me in line it has that pattern of dialogue that we've used ever since. It is the voice of Jesus for me is still both pragmatic, do the right thing, the easy thing, the, the proper thing, but it's also sarcastic. And that's fitting because sarcasm was pretty much my family's love language. 
It was a Kairos moment bringing together all my life from my infinite, in, well, there's an interesting faux pas, my infant baptism until that Friday night. It was also the beginning of something new, the process which brought me here. It was a Kairos event. Such preparation is already in process for Trinity's next dean, though I hope it's a less tangled journey than mine has been. I have one final exhortation and encouragement for you, and I say this meaning no disrespect to Dean Mendez. It's more of a management principle. One dead monkey doesn't stop the circus. And we are the circus, okay? We are the work of God in this place, this neighborhood, this season and life. It's all good and true and useful about Trinity Cathedral is present in us. All our worship, all our music, all our art, all our welcome, all our Garfield School and neighborhood involvement, all our comings and goings, all our friendships, all the changes and chances of life. All of these are not just accidents of our own living. They are the kairos of the cathedral ministry, the ministry of the diocese, the ministry of God in Jesus. This is kairos, this is chronos, the ebb and flow of life into and out of this place. The chronos moments we can place on a chart, a calendar, a history, worship at eight, worship at 10, worship at Wednesdays at 1210. The kairos moments, will peek at us around a corner or flash at us like a reflection off a passing car window. It is the revelation of life in Jesus, the revelation of God at work in the world and in the world to come. Amen.